Hey, welcome to Probably Science. Uh, I'm Brooks Whelan, and with me, as always, is our co-host, my co-host, Andy Wood. Hello, hello. And guess who's back? It is Matt Kirshen, everybody. Hello. He's back. I'm back. I'm right back. You started with our podcast. You left for a long time. I did. I was traveling. Back. I was wandering. Well, man. I traveled the seven seas. Like the prodigal son, he has returned, and the calf that we have slaughtered for you is our new crop of followers. If you're new to the program, thank you for subscribing, and uh, yep. we hope you'll like what well, you're I think we gained the most new think... followers when we actually put it online. Yeah, yeah. That was that, the big difference. Everyone big listening is a new follower. That is true. Considering this one up. Ooh. I guess the listeners might not know that we started recording this thing four months ago and <laughs> yeah. only started putting I mean, it online. And we're like, oh, that's not quite right yet. Oh, oh man, yeah. we got a lot of new fans <laughs> because no one knew it existed. There was no before. way of accessing yeah. the music files. It yes. went from Pearl, my dog, as our only person who listened to this, to now literally tens of people. And, and dogs. Tens of tens of people. And dogs. But yeah, Matt, you're back. I am back. What were you doing? What were you doing? I was I, I was mostly in the UK and then in Australia for a bit, and then in some other places. Cool. We were talking about this uh, earlier. You like the show Angry Boys? I'm obsessed with that show right I, now. I, I saw the first episode on the on the last flight I took, and I'm going to watch more. Andy, have you seen Good. any Chris Lilly? I do. I like the Chris Lilly show that came before that, the uh, Summer, Summer High Tie. I like high. that a little bit more. I think his character in Angry Boys, that's... It, the, the, the the hip hop character Smouse. is a little bit broad, a little bit. Fuck man, I love Smouse. I love Smouse. It's a, it's kind of it reminds me of how out of touch Robin Williams is whenever he does his sort of eighties b boy version of what black culture is. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's very out of touch, but I love it. Uh, yeah, um, so yeah, that's, maybe that's what hip hop still is in Australia. I that's what I was thinking. It We've must got a few be, Australian listeners now, so write it's, in. It's got to be Australia's version of what they think hip hop is like. Yeah, exactly. Like I bet that they're all. Or it could just be, you know how Mexican TV is always like 10 or 15 years behind us, like the production quality at any show you see on Telemundo or Univision, like Sabado Gigante, it looks like Double Dare or something. Oh my God. That's why I like it so much, though. So it could be the same thing. Australia Summers is hosting you most of those shows. <laughs> he's down in Mexico. He's yeah, learning Spanish. Yeah. He's down there. Unwrapped. Love that show. Double Dare. I had a friend of mine whose family was on Family Double Dare and won a minivan. Oh, my they God. So Double That's Dare impossible. was a game show. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Double Dare was a game show where kids would face off. And the initial round, I think, was trivia. If you did well, you would get these physical challenges. Yeah. Oh, had we to... had. Uh, I think we had a version of that as well. It oh. was like the worst stuff. Like you had to go through a mouth down some slime yeah, and then yeah, find yeah, a yeah. flag underneath a pepperoni. And if you did all that, you got like new sneakers and the prizes <laughs> got so... It did, it went exponentially better. Like new sneakers, a bike, a family trip for 19. <laughs> Your college funds. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> like, just... And it, it always was impossible to finish. Well, buy your show. brother out of prison. Well, you would have like you'd have like two kids who were really a like uh, active and could do things, and then either the mom or the dad would have like a bad hip and just be like hobbling through as the children would be like, "Fucking mom, you're yeah. ruining." This is my one chance of TV. Dream. I want it to be on guts. That's what everybody would scream. Is Guts the one with the aggro crag? Yeah, the Guts was kid solo action. All right. Kid solo action sounds a little dirty. That sounds like something. You know, you maybe it sounds dirty with. to you, Andy, because okay. you're a dirty mind. Well, as you can as you can tell, this is a hard science podcast. We yep. only talk about science. This is a uh, should we should we should we go for some science news? Yeah, let's talk about it. This is um this is the first story. This is uh, this is actually a few days old, but we didn't do one last week, and this is a good story, and I want to share it with you. Um. This is the world's top flu virologists have vowed to stop working on any experiments that could lead to the bird flu virus becoming more transmissible. It looks like they've, uh, for at least 60 days, they've, they've caught a halt to it for 60 days. <laughs> so we've got, we've got two months before the terrorists basically get their, their dream. Um, they managed to find a way, cause the thing about bird flu is it's, it's pretty dangerous. It kills a lot of people, but it can only be transmitted it by person to person contact. It can't be transmitted through the air, unlike the normal less dangerous flu virus okay. but they finally worked out a way to make it go through the air so well done them wait time out so <laughs> so here's what so they're working on the bird flu to try to like figure out how to stop it but then it but, but created the, a, a stronger the, strain of it yeah i'm not entirely sure why they went about doing that but they have found a way to make it much more dangerous well if you if you like um treat something the virus or or whatever will find a way to fight back against that and mutate into a stronger version. So maybe it just kept mutating as they kept. 
I'm not sure. I think they were actually looking to try and combine the bird flu virus with the mechanisms on the regular flu virus that let it jump between things. Uh, but whatever it is, they've decided to stop it for 60 days because it's really dangerous. Uh, and so, am I, am I correct? They haven't actually managed to make this virus more transmissible. They've just decided to stop working on trying to make it more transmissible because that's dangerous. I'm not entirely sure. I think they might oh, have done it. Real top-notch. Yeah, some good research on my well part. Research here. I think, I, I, I thought they had. I could be... Oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought, I, I was pretty sure they had. Yeah, a guy from a Dutch lab. Uh, he, uh, he checked, um, he checked their mutations. Uh, and found out that a few, um, oh, they got it within four or five of the mutations required. They required, got within, required to make it super dangerous. You need dangerous. five mutations, and they got four of them there. <laughs> and again, just, the goal with making this an airborne virus is what? How how could that benefit you to make it even more transmissible? Um, I think I think they were just experimenting to see. I think they just were just testing what which it. bits um what does make it transmissible. I'm not entirely sure about this. Biology is not my forte, but I did read this and just think this is terrifying. This does feel like so, um sounds like the intro to like a superhero movie. It sounds like oh, the yeah. kind of thing I don't know for sure. It doesn't specify in the article that I got in front of me from New Scientist, but um I'm pretty sure the lab was um in a hollowed out volcano. Right. Oh, nice. I'm I'm pretty sure that's I where like, the lab was where they did this research. I like to envision like the head researchers like, one more mutation, man, we're gonna solve cancer and then yeah. his boss is like, Shut it down and then when everyone <laughs> Don't leaves, let it get near the spiders. Yeah. <laughs> when everyone leaves, he's like, I'm gonna do it solo on He takes me. it home. And yeah. Like, just, yeah, just rogue scientist doing it in his kitchen. He just injects himself with the bird flu and dies right yeah. away. Honey, you do some more science. Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm just watching the game. The bird flu shrinks his kids. We are days away from the event that will be known as uh, what? What do we call it when this finally breaks? The when when this becomes the first scene in The Walking Dead, or twenty eight days later, we'll be like day zero. Yeah, this is this that. is day zero. Yeah. Um, I think so. Well, I don't know what they're going to do for the sixty days that they just kind of sat there. They just you know read or go on a holiday, maybe. Yeah, what's like, going to happen? Is it just kind of like a cooling off period, like when you're fighting with your girlfriend and you just have to? Okay, yeah, let's, let's just take a break. Let's take a break, recap, have a little think about this. Uh, and get back into making this super deadly, yeah, highly transmissible. Yeah. Go virus. back to your shed. Have a do some work on that giant laser on the moon that you've been trying to make. Right. Hey, do we know why it's called the bird flu? What's what's the history behind the why is it the bird? Didn't it originate flu? in birds? I believe. I mean, yeah, I, I think it, I think that's the type of bird, unless they mean like the middle finger. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it specifically targets the um, the, the middle finger of the right hand. Wow, that's that's kind of progressive of scientists to be like, oh, it's called the bird flu. Yeah, you know, scientists have a sense of humor. I was trying to think of the scientific word for the middle finger, because there probably is one. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah. It's a digit, your center digit, middle digit. Yeah. There we go. Thank you, Brooks. Done. Who yep. knows? None of us really come from a biology background, is that correct? We're all more of the physical sciences. That's correct. I, gotta, so yeah. I, I mean, I took all of the biologies in human uh, physiology, oh, okay. well, chemistries and organic chemistry. Maybe you can answer. I don't really understand. I, I know that bacteria can mutate when you have, for instance, if you don't go through a full cycle of antibiotics, it's bad because it could breed some super bacteria that is resistant to those yeah, antibiotics. If you don't kill all of it, then like the few that are remaining like just become stronger and stronger. Right, and, right. But, and also they're, they're angry because they've seen their the parents place. be yeah. killed. Yes. It's like if you don't wipe in out the entire village, yeah, yeah, then, you know, the kids who's just hiding in the corner under the bed and then, like, fails revenge. <laughs> oh, man, a little Inglorious Bastards action. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. that's that's how um that's how bacteria mutates. That's how I'm going to start treating when I take medicine like I am Hitler. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you're like, oh, you're the, the SS bacteria. officer. <laughs> you can leave, no, it's got to be the final solution. Onto the trains, bacteria. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fucking, that's rough. <laughs> so, so do, viru do viruses behave in a similar, there's no... Similar behavior in viruses, is there? I don't well, know much about viruses. Viruses do mutate. You can't, uh, you can't get rid of a virus. A virus will never leave your body. It's always lying there. Like, really? You can't get rid of it. We've never managed to eradicate a virus? You can't eradicate a virus. That's, um. I've had house guests like that. So yeah, so like. <laughs> like even when you think they're so gone, usually, they still got some of their stuff in the attic. Usually viral is way worse. I mean, uh, but I, you know what isn't, uh, viral menin, like spinal meningitis is not as bad as bacterial spinal meningitis. They don't really know why. Um, but I think like I have viral meningitis when I was in college once because we lived in like a terrible, dirty, dirty. Well, that happens quite a lot, doesn't it? Like the first, the when the very first week of starting university, right? Yeah, loads of people get diseases because they come from different. They come from every corner of the country, and 
with their own local immunities, but not, and they just meet. Yeah. And like, Hello, new virus. It's just, and then they all bang each other, and that doesn't help. That doesn't yeah, help. no, but the meningitis thing. I remember hearing about someone, I think, at my college, dying of it my freshman year. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be a. Yeah, I would. Uh, it was actually my senior year of college. We just, I lived in the worst uh, apartment ever. It was now, very. Filthy. You were a wrestler, though, right? Yeah, Couldn't but not in college. With, oh, okay. I know uh, that's you're that's, a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, all through, like, I grew up wrestling, like, a lot, uh, and then, you really? know, I'd wrestle, like, intramurals in college, which was really fun. Like, at the University of Iowa, they're so good at wrestling. Like, so up, let me get, just to be clear, this is, like, Olympic-style wrestling rather yeah, yeah. than, like, WWE, like, you're not... <laughs> Correct. You guys didn't have high school pro wrestling teams? You didn't have, like, a there cape was, and a name. There, there was some kids who did have pro wrestling, uh, a little cape, like, public uh, access channel. They had, right. It was called, like, Dubuque. So you've never, you've never taken like a chair to your back or anything like that? No, not, not like that. No. Yet. Not yet. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I have probably. I mean, we did play wrestling when we were little, but like, uh, real wrestled though. Like my right. brother's a wrestling coach and shit like that. Okay. Wow. So I was going to say, but wrestlers, I mean, that's just a cesspool, that wrestling mat, isn't it? That's just the Right. Bacterial. Well, I mean, the real, the real problem is the dirt balls who don't shower after they get done wrestling. Like if you shower right away, you're good. Oh, okay. And like if you, um, and is that like a shame shower? <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, you just have to sanitize the mats or whatever and, you know, wash them down after each practice and shit like that. Right. Yeah. So if you wrestle at a dirty school, you'll get ringworm and other dirty shit. So do you do that like a, like, do you have to take turns to walk, do the mat or is it like, like a designated, like uh, a jizz mopper? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's what we call the people but, who help. No, right. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, they have like little, they have managers and shit, like eighth graders who come in and do that stuff. Okay. Right, right. Who are like just good wrestlers in eighth grade that come in then and watch like high school practices and shit. I, I, I was, take it serious in Iowa. I was a wrestler in seventh grade and I was the worst. Like the, I lost every single match by a pin. Uh, I. What are the other ways you can lose? Just on points, right? You can yeah, just, points. Yeah. You can, you can never be pinned the entire, um, match, I guess it's called. I don't remember what it's, yeah. It's a match. Yeah. yeah. A wrestling match. But every time I was pinned, yeah, I was, I was 0 and 8. And I, I, the crazy thing is I did it because my parents, like my dad had wrestled growing up and he loved it. And it, I, I don't know if he pushed me into it, but it wasn't a thing that I was really keen on doing. So I did it kind of for them. I brought it up to them recently. They've erased all memory that I ever wrestled <laughs> from them. They're like, hey, you didn't wrestle, Andy. Like, yeah, I did. It's a vivid memory of being <laughs> pinned and never wrestled the hundred. If that wasn't wrestling, what? happened right like, what happened in that week all i could think is it was so disappointing to them that to deal with it it oh was like a gosh. trauma my parents had to erase we the have no that son it ever happened. <laughs> my wrestling career ended so pathetically so like my whole goal of my whole life was to win a state wrestling championship in Ooh. iowa and like I, I was all right like uh i was ranked like ninth in the state which isn't anything but so then i wrestled at the state tournament my senior year lost my first match right away oh close to the kid who got fourth and then uh was so mentally devastated. I got beat like nineteen to zero in my next match. Whoa. Just well, it wasn't. It was nineteen to four, which means tech fall in like the second period. It was devastating, and then I just uh, cried for a while. That's a that's a pretty lofty goal to be state champion. That's yeah, but I mean, if you start wrestling when you're four, that's yeah. kind of what you hope it's going right, to happen right, in the right. next you know fourteen years of your life. Right. Uh, all right, let's move on from sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, actually, this is this is kind of cool. Um, it's about uh, environmental activists in Australia fighting the Japanese whaling ships. Okay. There's like a show, I think it's on A&E, called Whale Wars. And it's just where uh, these Australian people called, um, what is the name of their, they're not, uh, the name of their like uh, agency is the Sea Shepherd. Well, no, that's the name of their ship that they go. On, um, those are the dudes that are anti whaling, the Sea Shepherds. Right. Uh, but, um, yeah, okay, it's the Sea Shepherd is the main ship that they go around on and they just harass Japanese whalers. Right. So there's a TV show based on that. But recently, these three activists that weren't part of the Sea Shepherd, they were part of a different organization called Forest Rescue, boarded, uh, the Shonen Maru 2, which is the Japanese whaling ship that like goes around and protects the other whaling ships so it's also my favorite street fighter character oh shonen maru too uh but they boarded that ship and uh usually what happens when these people do this is japan takes them to the japanese ships take them to japan and then try them there and then deport them and shit like that uh but they just released them right away which is the wild 
Or yeah. did they just release them overboard? Just back into the wild. <laughs> Swim free, my environmentalists. <laughs> they just gave them back to Australia. But um, but here's why, like, Australia hates them so much. Like, they completely banned whale uh, whale hunting. I don't know what you would call it. Whale fishing. You don't fish for whaling. a whale. Just whaling. Whaling. Okay, they banned whaling in 1985. But Japan has, a, like, a loophole through it. They allowed Japan to go out and whale um, for scientific research. So they kill, like, 900 whales every year. Which yeah, that's a that's a sort of weird loophole. This is for science. Yeah. Uh, we'll, so what do you do with the leftover whales? Oh, we sell them. We we <laughs> eat the meat eat gets them. eaten. And yeah. The so, blubber gets and used. candles yeah. make science candles. So yeah. So the Australian <laughs> people are like, I oh, leave all whales alone. And Japan's like, Oh fuck are you? Like I. I think the Japanese is actually better than the Australian in that example. <laughs> oh. The Australian again. I want to hear the that Australian. Uh, it comes complete from Chris. <laughs> oh, you fucking leave all whales alone, man. It was, that's um, not terrible. Mm. It's, it's pretty bad. Fuck Given you that I think guys. I think we it got was f- almost British. I think it, it wasn't. Oh, really like leave our leave. Way, leave. I, I was, it would oh, be like light. Yeah, leave. I, yeah, leave our whales alone. That's better, I guess. That's sort of like that's how people from England sounded in the sixties. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that's what all the uh, just all the rapists from England. That's what Australia sounds like. Alone, alone. Is that alone? alone? Okay. Well, anyway, Japan released these. <laughs> we gotta figure back. out British accents versus Australian before we move on. Well, we got a Brit here, so okay. we he sh- we should be able to get it. Live, live all whales alone. That sounded good. Live. That was good. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Okay, all so- of the Australians listening to that oh, would yeah. have suddenly felt at home. <laughs> um, no, it- so Japan let these guys go because they've been kind of uh, have a shitty public perception lately. These whalers. Who could have guessed? You know, Japan's kind of like, hey, what are you guys doing? You're making us all look like it's a assholes. weird thing to kind of be addicted to. Um, like to just, whaling? Yeah, oh, we gotta keep whaling. They are addicted just, to whaling. We need to whale! Like, it's just... Uh, but they let these people go because they have this bad publicity right now because, uh, uh, last month they, it was revealed that the government had used 30 million, uh, US dollars of taxpayer money intended for the tsunami recovery effort to help fund this whaling fleet that was going out. Yeah. Along with the six million dollars they already get. And like, so they're like, what? That was for the tsunami effort. But then Japan was like, the government was like, well, it is relief because the ports that these people got were where the tsunami. Yeah. Did it? I think what actually happened was they had the money on the computer and they accidentally put it in the evil rather than good column. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Oh, we put it in the evil fund. Why did uh, we? We, uh, we have a lot of... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> how is that? You can't... I can't get in trouble for doing a Japanese accent because that's what... That's an appropriate accent. Okay, we have a lot of... Uh, ah, fuck it. Because they would speak English in, an, in a Japanese accent to each other when deciding how to allocate their funds for evil. Because this they, is a movie. We gave uh, you all the money. What are you going to do with it? A killer whale. <laughs> Way to donate to Red they, Cross, everybody. Are the, are the Japanese just trying to get one over on the French? Fuck, you know what I just realized? You donated $5 to Red Cross or whatever from your you iPhone. You might have paid to you kill a whale. You fucking killed a whale. Yeah. Way to go, You helpers. killed a little piece of a whale. You killed a tiny yeah. piece that, of a that whale. Sa- I, I'm not too bothered about that because I that saves me now donating to the whale killing <laughs> fund. That I, like I've, got, I've, not, I'll, I've normally got a standing order going through to the right. whale killers, but... um. Well, I can give up it's, on it this week. Cause, yeah, it's like two, two birds. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Could, well, yeah or one whale. Um, but <laughs> with, with one, one harpoon. I like one $5 payment. I like a, to picture like uh, somebody going, so what would you guys use all that uh, money for? And it's just somebody eating whale going, <laughs> help. He can't talk because his mouth yeah, is full, full of, of blubber. <laughs> nothing. Can you repeat the question? We don't have nothing. Uh, I don't know. Whale. Well, oh. whale. He's just stood behind a whale, like <laughs> just in front of a whale, just with his jacket open. <laughs> it's just, I don't see a whale. There's no, there's no whale in here. Don't look. Anyway, to the left or right oh, of me. Man. They really are addicted. It's a it's a genuine addiction at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Some country needs to stage an intervention with Japan <laughs> yeah. as a nation. We just bring Japan in, and he's like, "Oh, time for a birthday," and we're like, <laughs> "No, Japan, Japan, Japan. Japan. We brought Listen, you here for a reason." Look at these whales that we've brought in to talk to you. You have, you. We, we've all been worried. Yeah. Um, we don't see you anymore. You've been missing work. Yeah. Exactly. By the way, you guys, by the way, you guys, I just looked on Libsyn because I'm addicted to statistics as a math guy. And now that we have this podcast, we can look at what countries our uh, subscribers live in. So how many? We have, I should say we had, <laughs> we had 10, 10 Japanese listeners. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen after this episode. Oh man, sorry. Um, but this is, that, that means Japan's trying to be a bit better on the environmental stuff, but there's, because I think France still holds the record for the worst behavior with the um they, with the sinking of the Rainbow Warrior. Oh yeah, explain this real quick. This is um this was it was quite a few years. It was in 1985. By the way, quick, real quick. 
Zero France listeners, so go ahead. Okay, yeah. So, oh, those fucking this, French. I hate this ship so much. <laughs> oh, this surrender. You right? got all the accents, Brooks. Thanks, man. They call me a real, uh, a real way with words, man. <laughs> <laughs> that they do. <laughs> so, um, so this is, um, uh, France were, um, doing nuclear tests. Um, and obviously, you know, if you're going to do a nuclear test, you don't want to do it right off the coast of your own country because that's um. And you know, also, you know, so, so what they did was they did it off the coast of New Zealand. This isn't in the 40s where we don't know what nuclear testing no. does. This is in 85. Yeah. So they went. So they went to somewhere very near to New Zealand because New Zealand's not France. <laughs> <laughs> and they and the, to do these tests. Well, they and, didn't. They didn't know they're going to come up with Lord of the Rings. I mean, um, yeah. So so um, Rainbow Warrior, which was a Greenpeace boat. Uh, went to interfere with that, and France, being France, just sent in soldiers. They sent in, um, they sent in the, it was the action branch of the French Foreign Intelligence Services. It wasn't the smoking branch. (laughs) Every branch of France is the smoking branch. They, yeah, I like the idea. They've got the gun and the Gaulois cigarette. Uh, but yeah, they just sort of, uh, (laughs) they just blew the boat up, killed a photographer. Um, they did one of them, uh, a couple of them did get charged with manslaughter in the end, oh, and went to prison for a couple of years. But they, yeah, they attached. Um, what they yeah. did was they sent the divers beneath the boat, attached two limpet mines, and detonated them ten minutes apart. So they just basically blew the boat they up. Just wow. sunk the boat. We're gonna listen. We are going to do. It sunk in four minutes. We are going to do this. Uh, how do you say uh, nuclear testing? I don't know. Fuck we it. have to have a new segment every week where we pick an accent for Brooks to do. Yeah. <laughs> In news from Germany this it. week. Dime <laughs> just... from Germany. That's German. Uh, okay. La- okay. Uh, just to bring it back before we move on real quick. The last time somebody boarded uh, the meet, uh, Shonen Maru 2 was a guy from Sea Shepherd named um, Pete Bethune. I remember hearing about this. He boarded this ship. Uh, because they had um, ran over his speedboat and sunk his speedboat. So he boarded the ship in a nonviolent protest, but he was carrying a knife on him. Wait, wait, is that a protest or just, I don't have a ship, I'm in the water and I want to get out of the no, water? No, I mean, like, they, he went up next to it, you know, climbed up it, like, I don't know, shot a zip line up there or something like that. After they'd run over hook. his ship? Well, I mean, they, they crashed into his boat that he was driving. He got picked up by the sea So was Shepherd, he a protest already? Back. Yeah, he was already okay. protesting. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, okay, okay. He wasn't just kind of pleasure boating I, in the I area. I was picturing him water skiing. No, no, he was already there. <laughs> that's I'm an idiot. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> they <laughs> sunk his jet ski. <laughs> uh, no, so he boarded it, but because he was carrying a knife on him, because he's a crazy activist who, you know, lives on a boat, he's probably going to have a knife. So they said that he, he was going to be violent, and they took him to uh, Japan, and he was in, like, a jail for a while. I'm not sure how long but like it was a, it was a much bigger deal so that's why they're like oh my god they just let him go right away that's very cool what do you think they said when they let him go oh you got to go home now <laughs> perfect, perfect all right all right well that brings us to our next story this is kind of hard to think about because we're, we're we, i should mention we're not recording at brooks's house as we usually do we're recording in my backyard and it's february but it's beautiful it's gorgeous we are in the san fernando you valley birds you can hear the birds on mike probably i live in it, it's a paradise, but it comes it comes at a price, and that's not a monetary one. It's it's a it's a strange living situation, um, but the backyard is is awesome. We can see orange trees. There's a pool, not heated, frigid, unusable. Yeah, but I'm from here. Iowa, so I'm like I'm still getting in the pool. Oh, why do you I think I chose to live here? Yeah, I'm fast. How cold I'm, that pool is. I'm from Michigan. Like yeah, just the idea of ha- yeah, there's like the pool. old water hole. Back do you guys have pools in England? Yeah, yeah. The technology got to us. Oh, uh, wow. like, I mean, like not when I was growing up, but around. So around the time I sort of went to university, they they figured water. Out. Yeah, they well they realized all you really need is a sort of hole, like a sort of container oh. area, and then you just fit it with water. Because before they guys. would just dump water onto their lawns and wonder why. It yeah, we we we'd writhe around in it for yeah, a while. You know, it was I've, cool. Don't worry, you know. I've been watching Downton Abbey now. Like I'm into that show so much. Yeah, and they're the richest of the rich. No pool. Right. So I'm like, what? How rich are you? Yeah. You don't have an indoor pool. Forget about you. That's true. Downton Abbey. Um, yeah, maybe pools are just too common a thing. I, I don't know. Guess. Are you meant to s- s- swim in the water hole? That's kind of dirty, right? Yeah. But so, I, I really, I'm just Downton Abbey real quick. I thought I'd hate it so much because it's it's about England, which I'm like we hate British people. I'm course. just like I, don't, I usually don't find like British television to be 
amazing. This is so really? amazing. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna alienate everybody. Nah, I'm not even gonna say what I didn't like. No, 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 uh, say it, say it, say it. No, but the I office? haven't, I haven't given, no, I love the British office. I do like a lot of British TV, but the one thing that everybody loves that I tried to watch, I only watched one episode and I didn't like it was that, um, the one that everybody goes nuts about, the, uh, Doctor Who. Oh, right. that's an acquired taste. I yeah, I, I mean, I feel like if I watch more of it, but anyway, that's the last time somebody was like, "You got to see this British thing, Doctor Who." I watched when I was like, "All right, it was a mannequin episode." I didn't get it, but Downton Abbey's amazing, and I love it. I think Doctor Who always will always frighten me, just because as a kid it was so bizarre, and also the look of those BBC shows from that era were so much different from what I was used to. It just was too different for me as a, as a little kid. So I always have a stigma in my mind from seeing it. It's kind of like. It just it causes a feeling in me like when when the intro to Mash starts like that just makes me think oh it's the end of Saturday morning cartoons and now depressing oh. shitty old TV <laughs> even though Mash is considered a great show I can't view it with fresh eyes because of the child no cartoons yeah I can't watch it it's not cartoons yeah I know what you're saying so you're the only one around the table who's watched Downton Abbey no I've watched the first episode. Abby. Did you have you seen Downton Abbey, Matt? I have not. Oh, I'm more British than you are, bro. I do. I do, I do know a guy off of it. Oh yeah, he did. He which, did stand up very briefly. Who does he? Which which character is he? Dan Stevens. He plays. Hang on, look, he, he plays Matthew Crawley. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Uh, what? That he's like the main character. He's um. To the valet. He's super handsome. No, oh, no. Oh. He moves. He comes in in the second episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, we went to university together, and we did a we. He did comedy for a bit. We did our first gigs together. That guy's super handsome. See the guy who gets up and, who gets up and walks out of his wheelchair, as happens so often in real life. Who? That happened? Well, the, I've been, no, that April's, happened. April's been watching, oh, I guess I just spoiled this something yeah, for you. Yeah, don't spoil anything. I'm not finished yet. <laughs> it's just a soap opera. Is he the guy <laughs> who gets killed by the, opera. by the sea monsters in episode five? Screw you guys. <laughs> anyway, all I was, all I was leading up to was the fact that we're sitting outside in gorgeous Southern California here, um, but reading an article about Russian scientists who were seeking this long lost prehistoric frozen lake and they have gone missing. But this is one of the. <laughs> isn't that awesome? It's like land That's of the lost. Crazy. Yeah. No, it's journey to the center of the earth. Or it's one of those things. Sure. Uh, it says a group of Russian scientists plumbing the frozen Antarctic in search of a lake buried in ice for tens of millions of years have failed to respond to increasingly anxious U.S. colleagues. And as the days creep by, the fate of the team wow. remains unknown. And around the same time they went missing, was a child born with their memories? <laughs> I'm just hoping it becomes... What's that from? What it... Nothing. Nothing. I didn't know either, so I just laughed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, I just child think born, creepy. a child born with their memories? Yeah. Is we... that how you think? Is that what you think happens when people die, Matt? I think that's what happens when people die in frozen lakes in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Like in secret underground lairs. Yeah, this is this is crazy. I mean, I shouldn't make light of it because people's lives are at stake, but, but it's they're still... Russian lives. It's fun. It, it, how, it how does they sound, sound like... How would they... Oh, fuck. Um, there is a dead baby. That's what I imagine. Those are the German Russians. God dang it. I don't know what Russia sounds like. You guys this gonna... this frozen lake. Oh, is, that's good. That's is good. many miles below ice shelf. Is that baby in lake? Like has not been exposed in my mind, tens of millions of years. In my mind, everyone in Russia is looking for their dead baby. Yeah. Like that's what I think. Sergey, where is baby? Where is, is that is in prehistoric lake? Is that baby in lake? Okay, so the team's disappearance could not come at a worse time. They're about 40 feet from their goal of reaching this body of water that, as I said, has been, hasn't been exposed, uh, in, I believe it was 20 million years. Hasn't been exposed to air in more than 20 million years. So they're a few feet away from that. I don't know how they know they're a few feet away from yeah, that. If, if they, they knew where they were when they right. went missing, go look there. I don't understand it. So. Where were you when you last had the Russians? <laughs> okay, so that they, let's see. They're 40 feet from their goal of reaching the body of water. A goal the team was unable to meet as they raced the coming winter exactly one year ago. Uh, when the winter arrives in the next few weeks, the temperature can get twice as cold. Like right now, it's negative 40 Celsius, which is the exact point where Celsius and Fahrenheit meet. That's negative 40, either one. Wow. That's uh, pretty cold. That's very cold. That's the coolest thing I've ever learned on this yep, show. That's the place those two things cross. Uh, but it's going to get twice as cold if you measure from the zero point. It's... Uh, the Vostok station where they are boasts the lowest recorded temperature on Earth, negative 89.4 degrees Celsius. Jeez, that's like so, negative like 140 or something crazy. It doesn't even matter at this point. Like it's, it might as well be absolute zero to us. Like it's, that's ridiculous. Right, right. right. Um, if the team does reach the lake water, they'll bring its water up through the hole and let it freeze there over the winter. The following year, they'll be able to start researching what they find. Um, while there are only a few scientists actually working at the lake, Scientists around the globe have been waiting with bated breath to see what the Russians unearthed this weekend. But I def I definitely have, guys, as a scientist from around the globe. How do you how who do doesn't you love old water? 
You, How does breath baiting take place? Well, a lot, do you want to use a dry lure or a wet one? There's a lot of different strategies. Yeah, I, I sort of get the impression you just put a, like a little bit of cheese on your tongue and just wait. <laughs> just lie down on the ground next to a semicircle hole at the, <laughs> in the baseboards in your house. That's where my slip. Yeah. They always cut little half circles. Um, so let's see. This, this Lake Vostok project has been years in the making with initial drilling at this lake starting in 1998. Uh, initially, they were able to reach 3,600 meters, but they had to stop due to concerns of possible contamination of the never-before-touched lake water. Right. So, they, I mean, they're just, you know, kind of hoping that, they're, well, there could be friggin' prehistoric monsters down there, right? You don't know what's going to be down there? Yeah, 20 million years. It better be something, it better be like a The Thing-style spacecraft under the oh, that would be cool. changing uh, alien. Uh, uh, Do you think that that's where be... the Aztecs are now? Probably. Yeah, I, where else would they go? I'm going to, like... Just, I haven't heard from them in a while. Well, yeah, using, like, you know, reasoning, uh, I'm going to say probably not. I would doubt that they made it down there. Hmm. I would just say they probably just assimilate it and uh, are now Mexican people. Oh. Hmm. Okay, that's one that's one, one hypothesis. One yeah. <laughs> we'll just we'll leave that one on the table, but uh I mean the other hypothesis is you know if if the pyramids were what was left over, you know the Aztec pyramids, um you know it was left over from their spacecraft. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear the rest of this. Then, you know, that's like, you know, the shell of their launch pads, and they flew up, and then they flew down into the sea, and they froze underneath the water, but they're still alive because they're technology. Exactly. Maybe. Exactly. I'd say yeah. 50-50 either one, of so, your idea or mine. Yeah. So, you know. We'll never know. Well, we, we would have known if these if Russians these hadn't gone missing. stupid Russians could read a map. There is, baby. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, we hope for the best. I shouldn't... Again, if you are Russian, let me just check the stats again, see if any of you are Russians. No Russians. No, no Russians. Russians listen. Okay. Russia doesn't have the internet yet. They're not going to be able to get this. No Russians, no French. We're good. I, I was surprised to Very learn good. the fourth highest ranking country on our listenership right now is Denmark. You know, I, I just realized with my last statement, Russia doesn't have internet. This... The title of this episode just be called... Could Race, be called Brooks, Brooks is Brooks ignorant. Is terribly <laughs> racist. Yeah. Not racist, just ignorant. Like, also, yeah... Not only does Russia have the internet, all of the good stuff is hosted there. Like anytime you want to get something, oh, right. that sh- yeah, and like everything, everything oh, that true. shouldn't be on the internet is hosted in Russia. Do you guys remember a site that used to exist called allofmp3.com? No. <laughs> so. First of all, it's the best sort of broken English. Oh, we have all of MP3. <laughs> but it was a site. It was a site that was legally providing MP. <laughs> We have all of MP3. Well, I remember, yeah, when you used How to, much MP3? like, long before oh. torrents or any of the file sharing things, you used to just go to a web page and it was just there as HTML links, you just, and you just click on the MP3 you want to download it, and then you right. wait for, you wait for yeah. 25 minutes for it was the song a, to appear. A direct download that this site sold, sold MP3s directly. It wasn't any kind of peer to peer Napster thing, yeah. but, but it was ridiculous. It was like $2 an album or less. Oh, I remember there was, it was just free. I, one of the first. Well, this one, you felt like you were doing a good thing, but then the government, the U.S. government, shut it down. I was like, no, of course this isn't endorsed. You, this is, oh, that's right. They yeah, give it money. As, it yeah. was posing as a legitimate thing. Yeah, I remember like, that. Oh, I'm paying for this music, so yeah, it's they're okay. Like, they're like, we will give the money to uh, Nelly Furtado. Exactly <laughs> I, I, I remember. I remember. Still, I, Fergie I want, will receive. I want to track down this Fergie, song. Fergie and Sergey will split <laughs> proceeds. <laughs> I want to track down this song. I have no idea who made it. I tried one of the first MP3s I tried to download was "Imagine" by John Lennon because I knew no better. Uh, and I, I got this. You track. knew no better. That's a great song. Oh, it's a want. terrible song. Oh. oh, it's one of the worst things John Lennon's ever done. Oh man, this and must I be a British Yoko thing because I really like it. This oh. sounds like a segment, guys. We should do a point counterpoint on John Lennon's solo songs. <laughs> but this is a. Uh, but I tried to download that song, and instead I got this weird country, uh, this weird country music thing. That just sort of went, went like, imagine you were the stars. <laughs> imagine. All of them. Wait, I'm, the is, imagine, imagine, imagine is right. <laughs> is imagine disliked by most British no, people? No, it's liked by most British people. Yeah, I like that song. It's liked by everyone except CeeLo, who decided to alter the lyrics at a live singing of it recently. That's oh, right, really? didn't he? He changed it to... Took like, up the no religion that, thing. Yeah, and all religions that... All religions, all religions are true. true, which is means none of them are true. Or they're all they conflict. He's right. a he needs a Venn diagram. Anyhow. Someone needs yeah. <laughs> C. Green needs to understand set theory at a higher level. <laughs> that's true. Someone should sit him down. Yeah, that's our our new goal. If you guys know C. Green, if you can put us in touch with him, he should also be pointed out that fuck you and forget you 
are not the same. No, I was at, there's no intersection. I was no. at Coachella it, last year where he showed up 40 minutes late to his one hour set, and then only got to play 20 minutes. Jesus. And then uh, he was like, "Y'all, y'all making me leave early or whatever." And they're like, "You, you got are here. the king of voices. Let's hear that CeeLo Green again. Go, <laughs> y'all making me leave early." Wow. And then they go, uh, "Yeah, because you were here late as late as shit, dude." All right, that's terrible. <laughs> Let's talk about the next CeeLo Green corner. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's probably a, science and CeeLo Green. It's a uh, it's, it's scary science news for me this week. Um, uh, there's um, it looks like the FAA are going to relax the rules on drones, on civilians owning drones, as in unmanned aircraft. Wait, relax it? Yeah, it looks like they're, they're going to change the laws on what you can and can't have. Um, because there's this whole um, industry now in amateur drone making. I saw... Which, I which saw. Is, so it does sound like things that <laughs> civilians shouldn't have. Explain right? what a drone is real quick. Drone Drones are uh, they're also known as um, uh, uncrewed aerial vehicles, or UAVs. You know when... You know, like in Iraq or Afghanistan, where you hear these stories of drones going past and dropping bombs or taking out and targets. Yeah. yeah, but the, the, yeah, these are sort of semi-autonomous aircraft, unpiloted, right. like like a remote control aircraft, but without necessarily someone doing their like. You can just program them to they can go, fly fly this pattern around here really or search far. for stuff, and they, right. and it looks like um. Civilians are st- like it's scary enough that the military have them. Civilians are starting to make them now. Uh, there's there's a picture of them. We can put that up online on our on our uh, on our Tumblr. Probablyscience.com. Um, it looks a lot like one of the things off of the Terminator. Like That's... it does look it does look a hell of a lot like. Oh yeah, yeah, that was so, the thing that used to chase them. So they have relaxed, as in easy for me to get now, or what? well, or to make. Yeah, uh, people are starting to make them. Uh, at the moment, the rules like they need to stay within. Um, Within uh, sight, so you can't you can't program one that's going to fly out of your sight. Okay. Uh, how do you enforce that? Well, that's... I don't know. How do you even tell the drone to do it? I mean, like once they decide they want to go somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I think you're once confused. Once they become self-aware, these drones, drones are going to do what they want to do. Yeah, there's um uh uh they're they're starting to use them. <laughs> that's the thing. This is something that in my head is terrifying military equipment. Um, but uh, estate agents are starting to use them. Uh, you know, realtors. Oh, okay. Uh, for just surveying, uh, taking aerial photographs of property they're trying to sell. Oh, wow, that sounds cool. I mean, uh, and there's, there's a whole lot of privacy risks, uh, like issues there as well, because now they're or they could use Google Maps. Um, yeah, well, they want they want you know something a little bit closer, a little bit more zoomed in. Um, law, there's also issues with law enforcement agencies which are starting to use them. But um, if you've got a drone that's flying over properties and just looking at stuff. Then you're possibly breaking privacy laws. You're not like a right. police officer is not allowed to look over someone's fence into their backyard, into their private property without a search warrant. Right, right. Oh. Uh, but if they're just flying this drone around and looking at the video. But then again, doesn't the government do that all the time for marijuana plants? I thought that was a thing they do they in do fields. Do that, yeah. yeah. I think I think when it comes to private, like people's private property, they still need search warrants at the moment. But yeah, so there's all these new issues that are being raised by this new technology. Um, and so yeah, so there's privacy issues and uh, terminated two issues. Do you know what the what it went down to? Like what the law was before as to now? Uh, I don't. Well, the law, the new law is yet to be set. They are in the process of drafting it, drafting the new rules. Um, uh, at the moment, it's uh, well, they want it to be for aircraft weighing up to 25 kilograms to take to the air without the owner needing to get permission oh to fly it. Oh my gosh. That's fucking, that's a big aircraft. That's something yeah. pretty big to be flying that's around. That's pretty chunky, yeah. That's what, like the weight of a bicycle? Well, I remember more when I was than at, that, dude. Did you guys ever make 25 rockets? kilograms? I mean, what's that? Like almost 55 pounds yeah, or so? I was going to say like 60, 70 pounds. It's um, half of me. That's half the weight of me. Isn't it 2.2 pounds per kilogram, I think? Yeah, it sounds right. Uh, did you guys ever make model rockets when you were kids? Uh, Yeah. Did you ever buy one that had a built-in camera or anything, or try to? No, I didn't I have a built-in camera. There were kids like that. One. We didn't either, but there yeah, were I would launch. I'd launch them way up, then go get them. They'd always be in the middle of a cornfield, which sucked. Yeah. Did you ever That's get ones that you had, live in Iowa? Yeah. That had like everything is in the middle of a cornfield. Yeah, it's pretty true. Did you ever launch ones that had payload compartments, like little cle- a clear cylinder where you could put something just to see what happened when this thing goes up 200 feet and comes back? No, I didn't. What? I didn't do that. What kind of stuff did you put in there? Well, I, I can't remember. Like a pigeon. I, 
I was going to say, I hope I didn't put an animal in it because I think that when you bought it, it there was like put a, a snake big, in big it, man. exclamation points like, don't put animals in it. It's like a kitten this. with a sad face on a line throat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd like to think I did not put a hamster in that, but I might have. I don't remember. I, I, I can picture that probably just because when I got it, that's always picturing doing. I think I didn't actually do it, but because they had, they had, you know, they have uh, parachutes when they reach their yep. apogee or perigee, whatever the right word is for the top of your flight. Uh,. One of those words is probably right. Science, probably. No, I mean, what's what's the peak of something? In I think apogee. A trajectory. Apogee sounds right. This might that might have to do more with orbits, though. Oh yeah, those are the points of highest and lowest altitude of um, the orbit of something. Okay, yeah. Is it just called like, the maximum then? I, I, thought, I think it would be the zenith, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, zenith sounds right. Or we could say just just the, the top, top, <laughs> the top place. When rocket get yeah, to when top. rocket get to top. Parachute comes out. The theoretical hamster Rocket survives. Rocket go up. Yeah. Parachute. The, the sky start. bump. When it reaches the sky bump. <laughs> you know, the uh, up and down section. We are bad at science, you guys. <laughs> Maybe you guys are. So drones, we can have them soon. Okay, first of all, I should I should acknowledge we have some action items, some to-dos from past episodes we haven't followed through on, including Brooks and myself applying to be applying astronauts. Applying to be astronauts. <laughs> we didn't do that. Haven't gotten around to it But yet. we should build a drone, you guys. By next week, we should build our own drone. We'll build our drone, yeah. and we'll send it up, and we'll see what happens, and are we'll we spy still, on our neighbors. You know what we Are we still going to try out to be astronauts? Nah, bro. I mean, that's <laughs> Nah, bro. Nah, bro. That's <laughs> the sign of a... <laughs> <laughs> um, see, that's why, that's why, we're why not you're not astronauts. Yeah. Well, plus, Neil all of the astro- all the astronauts need to. <laughs> nah, uh, fuck that. <laughs> all the astronauts now need to speak Russian because Russia gives us. Uh, Russia gives a lot of our U.S. astronauts uh, lifts up to the space station. What about being able to speak English in a perfect Russian accent? Exactly. Well, that's probably. Exactly. Where can I, would, I can I have right to the space station? I come on board. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what what I'm doing. that? That was the best one yet. Ah uh, man. Um, no, but we should. This would be this would be fun. We should get uh we should go get a rocket that you know has the little payload compartment yeah. and launch it up and then yeah let's not do that. Well, if you listen if you listen to this, email in with what non-animal things you want to see oh, us send up in a rocket. You can tweet at us at probably science. Yeah, that's so correct. Tweet us what what would you like us to send up in the rocket, and we'll send it up. And we'll tell you we did, but not do it. Oh, also, if you go to probablyscience.com, it takes you to our Tumblr, and we'll put up some. Links and videos and things related to stuff we're talking about. We got to do more of that uh, because there's some cool. This actually reminds me of this awesome video I found. It's not actually technically about drones, but these tiny um, remote-controlled quadcopters, these helicopters with four rotors. I got. I have that one. can be programmed into. No, but this is. Uh, I think it was more to do with the fact that they had this array of 16 of them. They could program in in these intricate flying formations where they're kind of aware of each other's positions. It's badass. It's a University of Pennsylvania thing. Oh, cool. I got one of those for Christmas from uh, my girlfriend's family, and uh, I haven't crashed it yet, which is outrageous. But you can't program flight patterns in it, right? You just program no, it manually no. as it I goes. Just, yeah, I just yeah. fly it as I look at it. Um, here's one good thing from drones, though. This is in the story that I found on The New Scientist. Um, this was a hobbyist with his little uh, drone, his little uncrewed aerial vehicle. Um, and he, he was flying around looking at the camera. Uh, or it was flying around, rather, and he's just looking at the camera, looking at the feed it got, and he suddenly uh, saw a stream of animal blood flowing north away from the Columbia Packing Company's meat processing Ooh. facility. Oh, my God. Uh, so he reported it, and that company is now facing criminal charges from various local, state, and federal authorities for polluting the waterways Jeez. with... <laughs> it describes as a gory mix of pig's blood and toxic chemicals. Hmm. That segues really well, actually, into what I was going to talk about, which is the top ten worst polluters uh, in the United States. For the worst, po- the worst polluters in general, like the, the worst, worst polluters for pa- for power plants, which are the people that release the most, like carbon dioxide and greenhouse uh, gases into the atmosphere. They came out. Um, the EPA came out and uh, made everybody. Um, in 2010, they made all of the power plants for the first time submit their uh, emissions into the atmosphere and like what was coming out. And they didn't put any new regulations out that they have to meet, but they had they made all of this stuff public so that you know local newspapers can pick up on it and be like, "Hey, guys, in our own town, we have the worst polluting power plant in the United States." Yeah. And you know, the right next to the school, just uh, just downwind exactly. from. So, and they're they're hoping that uh, you know that will. You know, uh, public we'll shame them into will shame them into being more green. Um, so here we go. I have the top ten lists. We'll see if it's any of them are in your town or your state. Uh, number ten worst uh, 
polluting power plant in the United States is Rockport Coal Plant in Rockport, Indiana. Uh, total greenhouse gas emissions of 16 million. And then number nine, General J.M. Gavin Coal Plant in Cheshire, Ohio, with also 16.8 million uh, carbon dioxide emissions. I don't know what that means. What what units? You haven't like no, no, sixteen point eight million. Is it cubic yards or something? I'm What's trying to look the, that up right now. Balloons. How do you but yeah, measure? I don't actually. I don't know. It's 16, sixteen million balloons of carbon dioxide. Yeah. Let's okay. See if it says. It doesn't say. Well, it probably says, but I don't want to look at it right now because we're talking on the radio, and we should probably keep going. <laughs> number eight. I won't. I just won't give a fake number. Just the eighth worst is Coal Strip Coal Plant in Coal Strip, Montana, which is crazy. You think Montana going to be clean? Nope. Go up there, do whatever you want. Nobody gives a shit. Number seven. Uh, How do you pronounce this? Labatty Coal Plant in Labatty, Missouri. That's probably wrong. Probably. Number six, Monroe Coal Plant in Monroe, Michigan. Five, Gibson Coal Plant in Owensville, Indiana. So it's all coal so far. It's all coal. It's all coal. Um, number four, Martin Lake Coal Plant in Tatum, Texas. Tatum, maybe. Number three, Miller Coal Plant in Quinton, Alabama. Number two, Bowen coal plant in cartersville georgia and the top polluter in the united states is the shearer coal plant in juliet georgia with total greenhouse gas emissions of 23 million carbon dioxide Something. pretendies carbon dioxide yeah. carbon dioxide 23 million carbon dioxide <laughs> hello i'd like a carbon dioxide please so i mean there so, it seems like if you're in this south or midwest you're kind of Bearing the well, you know, it's really here. it's really split up, which is surprising. I would think that like all ten would be in the state that has the most lax, you know, power plant regulations, but they're all over the place. They're in Georgia, Texas, Michigan, Indiana, Missouri, Montana, Ohio, and but really nothing that far west. It's all it's all eastern. I, mean, I guess because coal. Plants yeah, because coal are, plants, yeah. you know, are. But we're not the the west west coast is not immune to this. I'm actually I was going to be surfing today, but I can't because of a leak that happened at that power plant that has the two uh, boob shaped. Oh, down in Santa Ofre or whatever. Yeah, Santa Ofre near San Clemente. Uh, the, the the you might recognize the power plant from the scene in Naked Gun where Leslie Nielsen says, "Everywhere I look, I think of her." And he sees these two boob shaped. I don't know if they're cooling towers. Yeah, or if, you, if you drive, right. I drove past those the other day. I did a show in San Diego. Um, and we drove past, and it's it's hard to not be like boobs when you see these two from L.A. to San Diego. Yeah, yeah it says uh, – I just looked this up. Edison says it will be days before um, it has results on the water leak that just happened. So I can't surf down there for a while because San Onofre Nuclear Generating Station <laughs> – Because the leaky boobs. Had a water leak. The leaky boobs, yeah. Pop them implants. Pop them implants. What's happening with that story, by the way? You know the, Im- the leaking implants? Right. Actually, that, has that been resolved? I know they arrested the head of the French company. Really? You you were of this story where they they um there was a French com- French company that uh was producing these implants, and they were using low grade silicon rather than like medical grade. They were oh, using wow. stuff that was designated for mattresses. Actually, oh, what I work no. with, my... and, it, and it just and like thousands and thousands of women Nikki around the world implants. have got these well, it, like, have been given these implants that have these low grade per- things. Well it permeates through the like it's silicone within silicone which is actually exactly what I work on at my job. We for uh we do lens implants. So we swap out your old cataract lens with new lens and the technology we use is like the same technology for breast implants because it's silicone like uh bags. It's really wow. oh, so, and, so uh, wait, implants are the actual bag itself is made of silicone and sometimes the substance inside it is some liquid. Is, so I silicone. thought they started mainly using exactly. saline these days. That's what I thought it was too, yeah. Uh I don't even know what I can talk about cuz I you know I thought I could talk about whatever cuz nobody would listen to this but then I guess people listen so like, <laughs> and it's like a, it's a stuff. There's like company. trade secrets. Yeah, yeah. So uh but yeah, it's just what I use for the medical field is completely based off of breast implants. Yeah. So there is an upside to all this. Yeah. Or an additional upside. An additional upside. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Upside's not a bad name for the company. No. That's Ooh. A, yeah. So anyway, uh, we're, we're going to move on from this to another, for some reason, all my topics this week have to do with the cold. Uh, there is a crack, there's an, cr- an ice crack 19 miles long in Antarctica that's going to produce a New York-sized iceberg. This iceberg's going to break off that will be the size of Manhattan. Uh, which is... <laughs> I love how that's always how big something is. How big is it? The size of Manhattan. It's actually a lot bigger than Manhattan. They overlaid a picture of Manhattan on the iceberg, 
And uh, it looks like many, many times bigger than that. And I don't know, you know, beyond just the size comparison. Where's this at? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. It's an Antarctic ice shelf that's going to break off. So probably in the south? Antarctic I know, is... I'm kidding. Okay, I'm kidding. Sorry. <clears throat> it's a 19-mile-long crack on a glacier in the western part of the world's southernmost continent. According to NASA, the crack was first observed up close on the Pine Island Glacier in mid-October by NASA scientists working on Antarctica. Antarctica. And uh, they snapped a photo of this crack. <laughs> Beer number three for Andy. Start Thank you. Yep. yep little, just sound it out, Andy. Just sound it out. Take it, take it letter by letter. Okay. The giant ice crack measures 19 <laughs> miles long, 260 feet wide, and 195 feet deep. And the resulting iceberg will be nearly f- 350 square miles, which is, of course, many times bigger than Manhattan. Everything has to be expressed in units of Manhattans. In fact, I'm curious if the in carbon MUs. dioxide emission might have been... Yeah. In that's, that's interesting, because in, in Britain, we, we measure it by whales, the country. Really? Yeah, rather than the animal. Oh, I thought you meant the, like, how big in the this many blue whales it would yeah, take Yeah, no, to, it's, uh, it depends on the type of thing. Like, but um, If it's like a large land mass, like, we, like areas of rainforest the size of whales get destroyed every... Whatever. Um, oh, that's wow. like a, a reasonable but not huge sized thing. Yeah, like Wales is quite a your head around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Wales is our unit of measurement. Use Manhattan. That's cool. Well, we have so many things we can use because, you know, we can always like make fun of Europe for how tiny their countries are. And we can say, you could fit all Europe into California or. Well, that's not true. It is pretty you much. Can, you not even close fit all of Europe into. <laughs> I'm exaggerating for comedic effect. <laughs> excuse me. But I'm saying, you well, know, go a little, go a little less maybe on that. Okay. The Say Rhode Island. But the equivalent of, uh, you know, the saying is in the U.S., in, in Europe, 100 miles is a great distance. In the U.S., 100 years is a long time. Okay. I've never heard of that. Never Sounds heard something like, because, you know, everything over there is super close to each other. And, you know, we go between states. It's equivalent to okay, between countries. I know what you're saying. There. Okay. And our, the, our, and our his, history is, nothing. our history is, is, you know, re- relatively yeah, you 300 none. years old. And yeah. your history is 1500 years old. Uh, yeah, you I, might go I'm to a more... bar that's been around for a thousand years or something. No, I don't know about it. Probably, yeah, probably pubs that are yeah, like, 500 years old or something. Yeah, my university was 800 years old. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a university. It's not a pub that's been hanging out. What's the yeah, but the pub, pub that was in the bottom of it. Tweet I'm... at us what is the oldest pub in England. or We're we not going to look it up. You tell us. Yeah, yeah you tell us. Because I actually I think that it is probably uh, the Surly Goat. The Surly Goat on Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah, it's the oldest. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm going to go bar one on Burbank Boulevard in northern Northern Hollywood. That's not um, what it's called. So, yeah. So, you go by how big it is compared to Wales. We say Manhattan. Yeah. Um, what else do we, we use Rhode Island a lot because it's the tiniest state. So, we'll say this many yeah. Rhode Islands. Well, like your backyard is roughly the size of Rhode Island. As right. Far as Give, or take. Give or take. Give or take. So, that's that's all the story is. Really. What, what do you use for height? Like, we, we use things like, um, we use double, we use buses for length. Or height, like double decker, but the height of ten double decker buses. But you would call them lorries, or no, buses. We just say no, stories. What's a, or or what's we'd a also lorry? use um, Nelson's Column, which is the column in the middle of Trafalgar Square, which is like this long, like, oh, okay. high statue. Like what? The, is it an it? obelisk or whatever? No, it's, it's like a long, it's like a long pillar, and it's got a and it's got a statue of Lord Nel- like Admiral Nelson on the top. Is he on a horse? No, I think he's just what stood. Did he, what did he win? Did he win the, uh, it's the Battle of Trafalgar? Where's uh, that at? Uh. Who who won the uh, Spanish Armada? Who won that war? The Armada that was was it Drake? Was it Francis Drake? Drake was number two in command of that. I know. Okay. That. Now we get into probably history, which is a whole. Different <laughs> it's just. But it, we we were discussing this before, like whether like how much about each other's respective right. histories we okay. know. Like I don't. I'm no. Let's do that. I will yeah. explain to Matt what I know about English history. Right. Based off of my public U.S. schooling. But Can I, I also, chip in with yeah, absolutely. Also in. I also really enjoy history, though. Like I like I like history. Um, so here's what I know about English history. Just guessing. Uh, you guys haven't had an invasion, land and take land, and successfully stay in England since what? 1066 was that the last time? Uh, that sounds about right. The Norman that was yeah, the Normans invading. I think that was ten. Yeah, I think so, no one's got in since then. Right. I know that's I know that's real big. I could be wrong. I'm very bad on history. I also know that you guys have these things called kings and queens. We do have Heard those. Of that. We only have one at a time, though. Okay. Um, well, do you know who's next in line? Yeah, Prince Henry. Nearly. No. Prince William. No. No. Oh, that that the the queen has a son who's like already old. <laughs> yeah. <don't> know. <laughs> Sorry. He has a son that's already old, right? Yeah. So it might skip him. Oh uh, yeah, except it won't. Like there's the people 
It's Prince Charles is the Queen's son, and he will be next. And people are going, maybe he should, maybe he should give it over straight to Prince William because he's more popular. Well, because that's but, what we know kings are being great at graciousness. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, like, I think the whole institution of the monarchy is ridiculous anyway. It's just, but so if you're going to do it, you might as well here's, do it by the rules. Right. Yeah. So here's when, like, U.S. history and English history, here's what I know about, like, the Revolutionary War. Y'all's was being bitches, right? Y'all's is like, Yo, give us some money for all that tea you get. And we're like, fuck you, man. Maybe you're just being ungracious. Oh, there we go. No, it's all uh, about manners. Yeah, you guys are all like, we want to have good manners. And we're all like, we live in the woods, dude. <laughs> so we're out. Um, yeah. All you're doing is saying, yeah. What yeah, do you know about, here's something I don't know a thing about. What do you know about the War of 1812? Oh, man, I know that the English burned down the White House and basically won. And then we had to like go back in and... I know that it happened in like 1814. <laughs> it wasn't actually 1812. No, it wasn't. <laughs> See, this is like I don't know. Or like the only bits of the only bits of American history I know. Uh, I d- I did one course at school on the American West, so I know a certain amount about. You guys do seem to be infatuated with cowboys. Yeah, so I know. I know. Who I know. Isn't? I I like I I love the fact that they still exist. I love that they're, they're I, real. I can't things. believe it either. Yeah, I love that they're actual cowboys. We went we went on a trip. Like a fa- my family. Uh, when I was out here like nine years ago with my family, and we went on a trip. Like we went to the Grand Canyon, and we went to visit like a, a like really touristy trip to a working ranch. And basically, we just went to look at cowboys. Right, and, nice. and, and you know, they're all sort of yee-hawing it up for the tourists. Hey, <laughs> yeah, just, they're not really I, doing what they so would normally do. So embarrassed. Like, but, but it was so ridiculous. Because, you know, like, we were such bullshit idiot tourists. We could, they, they gave us... <laughs> they got gave, on one of them hats. They gave us... Like, we had, we had like, a cowboy meal of, like, chicken and fries. <laughs> oh my mum actually said, like, chicken this, this coleslaw is amazing. What's your secret? And the woman just went, sugar. Oh, my God. <laughs> What, hey, what do you guys Can't call we- the Revolutionary War? What do you call that? Uh, oh, that You guys that just mess. don't talk about it? <laughs> we had some pretty it's good just, land uh, holdings just, for a minute. Yeah. yeah, the upstarts or whatever. I don't, no, that's the thing. I, I know, that's all I know. I know about, a bit about the American West, and I know about... No, I, know, I know the Declaration of Independence, because it was um from Kindergarten Cop. Right. Okay, how does it start? Cause they how does it were, start? Wait, that's, is, hang on, that is the one that goes... Is that the one that goes four score and seven? Oh, no, no, it's not. Okay, I know. What's that one, then? That's Abraham well, that's, Lincoln. That's he, Abraham Lincoln's He's speech. saying how many years it's been since the Revolutionary War. Uh, okay. It's been 87 Let's years. All I remember is that. The, go, the, kids, the, kids in, the kids in kindergarten cop had to learn that, and then they said it on the podium when the bad guy was trying to steal a girl. Right. Okay. So that's okay. what I know about American history. No, but what do you guys call the Revolutionary War? Do you... You had to have learned about that, right? Yeah, kinda. Yeah, in passing. What's the war called? I don't know. I'd imagine like the the, the I think American it would be the American Revolution, Revolution War. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And um, hmm. what do you learn about that? Do you do you are they are you guys just like well we lost? Honestly, like not much. We we really don't cover it much. Do you, do you know a thing about? Do you study at all? And there's no reason you should. I'm just curious. The the American Civil War is that a topic at all that comes? No up? way. That um, wouldn't probably. Like if you do that specific course, but it's not in the general. What? Like it was, it was like an optional course. Do you guys call World Same War? Same with the West. Like do you guys still yeah. call it, World War One is World War One, right? Yeah. Because I know Why at the time. <laughs> well, I know at the time it was called the Great War. Right. Because well, yeah, they didn't the know there was enough. Yeah. It'd be kind of weird if they. Well, this is World War One. Well, we called <laughs> it World War Two, but that's the most. Pes- we called calling... it World War Two, which means we think there's going to be a no, three. because there was already a first one. If you started saying one, the most pessimistic title. Exactly. I guess Rocky. The first Rocky wasn't called Rocky One. Yeah, exactly. Like the World War, the first World War. The Great War, as it was then known, was just like the biggest international conflict, conflict ever. ever. Like this is like to the people at the time. This is like the end of Hopefully end of the world. The, we're we're you, fighting for the survival of humanity. Do you guys here acknowledge yeah. for the first time? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like someone throws their hands up. Uh, is someone gonna write this down? Okay, this is number one. Someone telling this because no, hold on, I, I gotta find this out. Do you guys acknowledge? And this could just be me being pro America. That. America came in to World War One and Two and kicked a lot of ass and like really helped to win it. Yeah, no, it's definitely acknowledged that America made a big difference. <laughs> you guys, it's all. it's crazy. I can actually tell Libsyn, who hosts our our podcast. Let's see, we had uh, two hundred and twelve downloads from UK. It's dropping. It's dropping as we speak. Oh my god, British! <laughs> no, that's are... not. I'm not being mean towards British right now. I'm just saying. I mean, it was we helped out a lot, and I don't know if you guys are like, oh, it was great and we won. No, it, it's more like not? it's more like you took your time. Yeah, exactly. Well, dude, we don't want to get it. We don't. Well, Finally. Well, really, it was. You guys should thank Japan for that one because we were just like backing off. Why would we not thank Churchill and like, whatever? We we were partners in this great endeavor, and we came out of victory. I think there was no debate. There was no 
I think the British and the U.S. were greatest of allies after World oh, War II. Super was, allies, yeah, there was yeah. no. I don't think anybody was like, oh, I, I guess they helped. I think, you yeah, know what? We, I want to meet some British people who are still upset that we uh, revolutionized, like they lost the Revolutionary War. Like you should be British or whatever. I don't think anybody. No, can. I, don't, I don't think. I think we're long gone on that one. Yeah. No, I know, but they have I, nothing but disdain for us and our shitty accents and our underinformed opinions. And I was actually in uh, Ireland at a Mumford and Sons concert uh, like two years ago, and. He, the lead singer Marcus Mumford, was Mumford like, or son, uh, he he tried to do an Irish accent, and it was like really, really? It was before they were like big at all, That's and uh, he sounded like an asshole, I guess. Which to me, it sounded spot on. I was like, oh, what, what did it sound like, Brooks? <laughs> okay, l- here's my impression of an English person doing an Irish accent. <laughs> oh, how are you doing? Oh, it's actually pretty good. T T Guess how many Irish listeners we have. Okay, I don't. This doesn't. This doesn't fascinate me. Okay, but anyway, he did that accent, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, whenever we go over to America, they always try to do our accents. It sounds terrible." And I just was in. <laughs> Is that the, how he said it? Yeah, and I was in the crowd, and I go, "America rules!" <laughs> like I screamed. There's like maybe 300 people there, and they all laughed. You know, like, Haha. and I was like, "Not kidding." <laughs> I was just trash. <laughs> By the way, uh, I was at a show where somebody uh, – it was actually Paul F. Tompkins' live show where he sometimes does sketches, and he had an actor who was Canadian who was supposed to read the line as written out, USA, 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 with exclamation points after right, each one. Right. He's like, the USA chant, you know. But I guess not everyone knows the USA, USA, USA. USA. So this person said, USA, USA, USA. <laughs> USA. USA. See, I'm laughing, but there's every chance I could have done exactly USA, the same USA, thing if I got that script. Right. So now whenever I hear something patriotic, I love that. I just go, USA, USA, I was USA. saying the other day, you can get away with so much more if you're chanting USA while you do it. <laughs> like like people will look the other Genocide? way. Genocide? No, like if you just like burn through somebody's lawn on your car, like, and just pull your e-brake and slide through their lawn. <laughs> do donuts in a muddy Yeah, it, but if you're, like, if you just do that normally, they're like, what a fucking asshole. But if you're, like, chanting USA yeah, while you do it, they'll be like, I guess, I mean. <laughs> well, I do love the flag. Only in America, it's but I mean, flag. didn't need to be on my lawn. <laughs> and you got to blast rascal flats out your car stereo while you do No that. way, just <laughs> chant USA. Actually, I just heard a few weeks ago, um... Toby Keith's like first song was uh, I should have been a cowboy and I loved it I loved it it's like from 1993 it's a huge country hit and it's my new favorite song I've never heard that oh man I should have learned to rope and ride <laughs> it's so great someone just on their deathbed ruining the fact that they didn't become a cowboy well I mean I Scared became a solicitor <laughs> <laughs> I like your country accent thank you that's fun all right. Do you want to do? Well, well, uh, let's. Get, I'm going to take you to a bit of history. Uh, this is a bit of British science history. Cool. Um, into the story. Uh, well, it actually relates to the present day as well because um, a member of Parliament in the UK has uh, tabled a motion uh, in Parliament uh, calling for Alan Turing to be posthumously pardoned. This is Alan Turing, who was um, again relating to the war we were just talking about. He was uh, one of the main guys who broke the Enigma code, uh, the German code in the war. He's also the father of modern computer science. So uh, he is Nick Cage and Wind Talkers. Almost certainly. I yeah. Okay. Yeah. I if, yeah. That's him. So imagine imagine that character but older and gayer because this is this is why he needs to be pardoned. Um he was prosecuted for being for being gay because that was illegal back then despite being a national hero who single-handedly did more than just about anyone else to help us win the war. Yeah, well, I don't but know. he liked to sleep with dudes. But he did like to sleep with dudes. He liked the penis. Uh, so he, he ended up in trouble with the law. He opted, he took the option of being, oh, I don't know if you can hear this in the microphone, a drone is going over us now. Uh, they've heard us talking about it. Um, <laughs> but he opted to be, um, he opted for chemical castration instead of prison, which meant he basically wow. got, what? he got fed a cocktail of drugs that reduced his sex drive. Um, and also sent him incredibly depressive and he committed suicide. Jeez. Um, so he died around the age of just over four, I think forty-one. Um, he's he's already a few years ago. Gordon Brown, who was then the prime minister, uh, gave an official apology for his treatment, but he's still not been pardoned. I don't I don't exactly know how people who were com- like there wasn't like a sweeping, hey, everyone who was convicted for being gay is now pardoned because that's not a crime and yeah. should never have been one. Yeah. So I don't know how like the second they made that obviously not a crime, all those 
convictions weren't instantly struck off, but they're not. It should have been like when the Pope decided that babies that die before baptism... Okay, fine, they're all in heaven. Like, right, we just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, got, we're incredibly sorry. This is a shameful bit of our history. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, it, it, it bums me out. It, it does, but at the same yeah. time, it's brought back to the fore the story of Alan, Alan Turing, and it's so he he is pretty much the founder of com- like the the father of modern computer science. Everything, anytime you use anything electronic, the fact that this podcast exists is based on science that he created back in the day. Um, That's amazing. He, he's also. Uh, he he's also given his name to the Turing test, which is the test for um, uh, whether oh, is that science is can, that uh, artificial intelligence artificial, can pass for uh, for a human, right? Which uh, there's you know the competition that happens every year where someone has a conversation with. They've listened to episode one. They know. You know what I yeah. thought? I thought really. I thought that that was what the Scientologists take. Like you, the see Turing how many, test. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I thought the e-meter to test for Thetan levels. Yeah, whatever. And, and homosexuality. That's the two things they test for. And you, I mean, you, you got to hope for a lot of E's and a lot of no G's. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's our challenge for next week. You become a sci- astronaut this week. Next week, we'll see if we can become Scientologists. Oh, man, that'd be fun. There, I think, I mean, there has to be people who try to do that, like, as a joke. I mean, they, I mean, they get kind of roped in. They have to be yeah, able yeah. to see through that, right? A friend of mine tried to do it. He's a comic, and he tries to do it for material. Yeah. I mean, and they, he got totally busted because he forgot the fake name he'd given. Oh wow! Well, okay. He sounds like he did a real terrible job of, of attempting this. Like he, uh, I think I can remember like, the guy went so so Tony, and he went who? And ah oh, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> I busted. Well, he also was like tech, like uh, calling somebody in the lobby, going, "I'm gonna fucking do it. It's gonna be hilarious." And they go, "We can hear you. You can't yeah. do it now." But yeah, yeah. Next week it'll be uh, you'll be listening to probably Scientology. Right. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be called probably. It'd be called Absolute Scientology. <laughs> We're all right. We're absolutely correct. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Uh, excited to have Matt Kirshen back Definitely. in the U.S. Permanently now, right? I am I am permanently back in the U.S. Well, sweet. Sounds good. Except and for the times that I have to go away, but I'll be back again. I want to mention one quick thing that we acknowledge fully that we are not great at this. We have backgrounds in science. We have some justification for talking about this, but we're not always right. And my brother is actually a science math teacher as a science math teacher is a high school science math science math you know is a high school math teacher and he subscribes and listened to i believe it was the first one of the episodes when we were talking about the number of gangs that were interacting with each other and how many rivalries there would be and there were 30 gangs and so i was trying to just figure out how many two gang rivalries could exist in 30 right i said 30 factorial and then no upon second listen that's a huge number it's way too big (laughs) miles off my brother wrote back, I was like, wouldn't it just be 30 times 29, which is closer? And I looked it up, and the combination formula is actually a combina- a number of combinations of a group of n objects taken r at a time is n factorial divided by r factorial times n minus r factorial. Oh, so 709. I just did that in my head. That's actually pretty close. So I think it actually it turns out to be basically 30 times 29 divided by 2. That's which correct. Is 435. So nowhere near the big number. So I also want to mention that uh, if you have corrections to our idiocy, feel free to tweet us at Probably Science and tell us what was wrong, and we will acknowledge that you were right. Because I know when I listen to podcasts and people are wrong about shit, it bugs the hell out of me. So let's make that a fun thing instead of a shameful thing. Um, tell us what we are wrong about, and uh, we will acknowledge that, and hopefully... Uh... <laughs> we'll have to cut our science in half because it'll be 30 <laughs> minutes of us. Talking about science in 30 minutes of us. Just apologizing just for the previous listen, week. Yeah. We were super wrong last week, guys. Okay, it turns out robots can't really dance as well as humans. <laughs> nope, not true at all. Or hit us up at probablyscience at gmail.com with any questions or topics you would like to see us discuss or just general Yeah, if you have any comments. cool science uh, news, fucking let us know and we'll talk about it because, I mean, Less work this is us. a lot of last second reading. <laughs> Can you tell? So thanks for tuning in. Uh, see you later next week. See you in the next one. Have a good one. Oh, 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 oh,